0: And welcome to Research and Rewatch. I'm I'm Tara. I'm Sam. And what episode number? Six. 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 Look at us. We're halfway to ten, right? We're so good at this. I'm so so proud of us. I know. Honestly, like i'm really proud of us i am too it's like we're committing to stuff right like dedication look at us not only can we dedicate to a tv show we can dedicate to a podcast about a tv show right that's like two layers of dedication i i feel like we need we need donuts we failed at sometimes getting donuts oh next time i'm gonna get i'll get donuts next time i'll be in charge of donuts team sometimes we get donuts Thank you, Winona. Yep, yep. <laughs> Thank you, Winona, for giving us <laughs> this. Um, so episode six is also episode six of Winona Earp, Constant Cravings, and this episode was gross. It was really gross. <sighs> the history, though, of cannibalism in the West <laughs> was rather interesting. Which I don't know what type of person that makes me, that it's interesting. Like, I'm a little uncomfortable with myself after saying that (laughs) sentence. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't try to research anything. I tried to look up, because, you know, the blacksmith is in this episode. So I tried to look up, like, witchcraft in the Old West, and I just found, like, a bunch of, like, satanic occults, like, murdering a bunch of people, finding dead bodies in New Mexico, and I was like, this is not what I wanted. So, (laughs) so I didn't, I didn't write anything down. I was like, maybe next time. I think the blacksmith is in the next episode, too, so, like, I may try again with some different key terms. And see if I can find anything that's, like, more, maybe, like, medicinal in spirit. (laughs) Less, like, we're gonna go out and murder people for Satan. And more, like, we're gonna try and help people. I don't know. I don't know, but then I feel like some of the witchcraft maybe comes from, like, uh, some, like, Native American type beliefs or older religions. That makes make sense. Maybe we should look that up next time. Yeah. That'd be an interesting one. And we also have the Stone Witch. So. But that's, that's actual witchcraft, not. Yeah. Because the blacksmith was more spiritual yeah. in my mind than. Yeah, the Stone Witch is just scary. Yeah. And has zero redeeming qualities. Yep. The more you watch, the more you're like, yeah, no, she really sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing that great about her. Um. Oh. Okay. But this episode, I think so far, has definitely had my favorite opening, the fight um, scene. Yes. Oh, that's so great. I'm like in- including by Nona in episode one. um, <laughs> <laughs> This episode definitely was my favorite. Yeah. Because it was her and dolls, and they're like doing their practice fighting workout or whatever. And my note on it was like, "This is hotter than any sexy time scene that will ever exist." Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was like, nope. I don't I don't care what people say. I don't care. This is great. This is quality content. I'm here for it. I mean, yeah, they were very cute together. I agree. Also, she's just her little victory dance when, yes. he knocks him, when she knocks him down is like fantastic. She was like, "What? Say my name. I mean, make your peace because <laughs> that's my thing now." <laughs> And it was great. It was. And then, so the next scene is like Bobo on his dig. And he's still wearing fur. Yes! <laughs> I wrote that too. I was like, Bobo has on a different coat, but it still has fur. Like, I underlined it and everything still has fur. <laughs> I was like, what an icon, right? honestly. You gotta have the fur. It's his thing. It is. It's his thing. Um. Also, also... On his Twitter account, the actor st- Michael—I don't know how to say his last name. It's like E K U L A N D, Euclid. I think that's how you say it. But he actually bleaches his hair for like those parts. So in like his beard and everything, mm-hmm. and his mohawk. Mm-hmm. And so, it's a character choice. Then, yeah. so it's not a natural thing, but it's a character choice that he makes consistently with like all characters that he plays. <laughs> I mean, it looks good. It does. It looks really interesting. Yeah. I think it adds something. I'm not sure what it adds, but I think it adds like a little something, it like does. a little touch. So that's cool. It's his little signature, maybe. Um let's see. And then oh, that's when um Doc officially like becomes Team Winona. He's like talking to Bobo and he's like, you know what? I found someone else. And I wrote it down somewhere. I think I wrote it down later. Um, but like how it only takes six episodes and sex with Winona to get Doc to change sides. No <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I don't think him and Bobo just have the chemistry for that. I know, they honest. really don't. Like, like- mm. They they were teasing us with it for like six episodes, but then finally it was just like you know what this relationship it's just not gonna work. Nope. It, it doesn't. Um. And then I said I said because after the whole dig thing, they're like eating the diner waves and Winona, mm-hmm. and I was like gross. He got uh, waves got a a pick from from Champ. Yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, but I think gross. that was like I thought it was like a. I like the conversation that they had. Mm -hmm. Like, it was nice and fun. Like, it was talking about, like, their sex lives, kind of, because, like, Wynona sort of hints at, like, oh, she slept with somebody, but she won't say that it was Doc, because Waverly would probably 100% be freaked out. Um, But, like, so it's just, like, a fun little moment, like, where it's not, like, revenants and death, and it's just, like, two sisters, like, gossiping about their yeah Yeah. (laughs) like their personal life their dating life and um oh also it is revealed um that waverly is a top and i feel like how is it revealed um, that i I wasn't paying enough attention (laughs) i have two pages of notes here no no this is all my notes from all the episodes just stacked on top okay i was about to say this one is only front and like a little bit on the back i mean that's what i did too i've got like my whole stack in my hand um but yes Waverly is a top. How? When was this? Revealed? Um, because Winona says something <laughs> about oh, oh, she's talking about how Champ is like not good enough for Waverly. Mm. She's like, he's so beneath you. And Waverly was like, yeah, he is. she like does a little dance in the booth, and I was like, Waverly is a top. <laughs> I just got really excited about it. I was like, oh my gosh. Sorry, <laughs> Turn, I turned a little red there. <laughs> uh, I wasn't even paying attention. I was just like, oh, gross. strip people, <laughs> sex. Okay. Oh, uh, that's weird to think about. And then I, I went back to... <laughs> you just blocked out the whole conversation. Well, and then they had the whole mama and heady thing. And I was like, ah, interesting. But, yeah. And then she mentioned the blacksmith. Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah, blacksmith is cool. Yes. Like, she's such a cool character. Yes, I love the blacksmith. Oh, man, and she's such a cool actress. or She just looks like a cool person. Yes, yes, and it is not Rosario Dawson, which I thought it was. I think, I don't remember if I just said it to you or if I said it on on the podcast. I don't remember, but it's not her if I said it in the podcast. It's not. I had to look it up in this episode. Because she showed up and I was like, she looks different than I remember. And I'm like, is this actually Rosario Dustin? I googled up and I was like, no, it's not. It's just another lady with the exact same skin tone, same hair color, and a very, very similar facial structure. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you were talking about the character Rosita in the next season. And that's where I got a little confused when I sat down here. I was like, what are you da- But her... The spoilers for next season stuff but yeah is that her or is it the same actress i the did you go, did you look it up i thought you said you. i, were I was looking it up and then i got distracted by other things so it's this chick and yes. she plays her twin in the second season ah and then there's that chick there's rosita yeah so yeah that's not her either no she's in the second season too um oh i also have the blacksmith is so pretty yes yeah yes she's such a cool character like i like the whole setup where she's like they step on the landmine and they're like oh god we're gonna die and she's like sitting there with a brand in her (laughs) hand (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like fending them off with a hot poker and, and a she landmine. has like all the stuff on her face and she's just like ha ha and then and then she's they're like well what about the the thing and let us in and everything and she's like well the landmine isn't live what why would i do that i'm not <laughs> stupid <laughs> Uh, it's great and I like how I remember the first time I watched the episode I was like a little bit shocked that like the blacksmith was a woman I was because too. like they don't say like they don't use like any female pronouns so there's no like hint or any indication that of the blacksmith's gender and mm. so like because of like the profession and like the history of the oh. profession um like I just sort of assumed it would be a dude and then she takes off the thing and I'm like oh, it's a beautiful lady. <laughs> And I was just like, oh my gosh. So, like, that was cool. Like, um, Emily Andreas is really good at writing, like, like, she's really good at writing female characters. And it's like, like she's made a career out of this world. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, and so, like, it's just awesome. Like, ah, uh, the blacksmith is great. She is. And then I have written down the Tate family is eating people. Cool, cool. Cool cool cool. <laughs> cool 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 this is great so yeah also that that's like a very common last name tate yeah because i was like what if this is just like a cool historic no nope, there's a lot of tates everywhere <laughs> too, too many tates to figure out no, if they're historical I, or I, not i couldn't, I, couldn't. <laughs> I got like weird british stuff from the 1600s and i was like I'm not diving in today. Not today. (laughs) (laughs) Too much. Too much work. Too much work. Um. Ooh, and this is where this episode is also the one where we first see, like, dolls' mysterious... Sickness? Yes. I'm not really sure what I still, like, even after knowing everything I know about season two and everything, I still am like, I don't really know what's wrong with dolls. (laughs) Like, yeah... But this episode is where it was, like, introduced. To spoil it, but... Because we're only talking about season one here. Yes. But, like, yeah, the whole... I'm glad they dived into that and gave Dolls some more story behind him than, like, typical black badge, grr, grr. Yeah, some, like, depth to him, so where it's like, ooh, not only is he, like, a deputy marshal, but he also has this mysterious drug habit... And you're like, Whoa. what? Right, right. And, like, just the deeper it goes into it, you're like, oh, dang. Right, and right. And so, so that was cool. That is, like, it was introduced here. And I thought, um, the actor whose name I'm forgetting. Shamir? Yes. I don't know his last name, but I know it's Um, Shamir. he did, I thought he did a good job, like, throughout the episode of, mm. like, like, he's, like, sweaty and, like, mm. he looked, like like lacking in color like not really pale but like you know like he looked like he was sick yeah yeah and so like he did a really good job of like sort of stumbling around and acting like out of breath and like i thought that was cool as someone who acts like i'm not good at acting sick i don't um, know that i can do thing was like insane well that was like a lot of that was like makeup and stuff like that like and like the the awkward breathing tube that i had to wear yeah i remember you telling me that story that that is very awkward But, like, I don't know. I just thought he did a good job. Like, I struggled, like, for that thing. Like, I struggled. Like, I was like, okay, like, if I were, like, a sick person who were dying, like, how would I be stumbling around? And, like, it took me, like, a minute to sort of, like, find it. And Mm -hmm. I thought he did, like, a really, really good job of conveying that. So, a little production note. Good job, Shamir. It was a good job. Yes, yes. Also, at the end of the episode, where they, like, go in tight. On his eye, yeah. I had like the little camera person in me was like, "Ooh, that focus pull! Oh, get <laughs> it, get it!" <laughs> there were there were a couple um times I don't think I wrote them down, but there were a couple good times where I was like, "Ooh, that was a good shot." Mm-hmm. Um, like when she kills the Tate brother, mm-hmm. um, and like it looked like like the camera's From on like point this, of and, view. And, yeah, yeah, um. And so you can, like, see, like, up the gun, kind of, and, like, her facial expression and everything. I was like, that's a cool shot. Right. And then there was another one, but I don't remember what it was. I like when uh, Doc asks doll, or asks why Nona to get a meeting with dolls. And they're, like, blocking is like, she steps aside and reveals that Doc is in the background. Yeah, that was it! That That was was the other one! She was like, he's here to talk to you, and then she, like, leans a little bit, and, like, directly over her shoulder, it's him. That was it. That was the one. And she was literally in the middle of them, and they were like, well, tell Deputy Marshal Dolls something, 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 and she's like, I'm not getting in the middle of this, you're literally in the same room, and then steps out of frame, and I was like, Ah! (laughs) Visual good. metaphors! Yes, good! <laughs> Top tier. It is good. Um, Let's see what else have. Oh, Waverly goes on her little, her little journey. Her little journey? Yes. I don't know what else to call it. It's kind of like a puzzle, like a little hunt. Her little dead skull hunt? Yes. Well, I also liked because this episode was more revealing of her questioning her sexuality, I feel like. Or at least her relationship with Champ. Oh, yeah. He's toast by the end of the episode. I mean, he is. Literally. Well, not literally. <laughs> not literally toast. She <laughs> didn't set him on fire, you guys. But figuratively toast. But, I don't know. I feel like it also, like, after Nicole being introduced and knowing what well, we know, because that's what drew me to the show. Yep. Like, I, uh, I, my mind, at least, pushed them together. And it was like, well, after this hot redhead showed up, then obviously between the two, I would choose the redhead over the the dopey dude. (laughs) The stupid boyfriend. Yeah. Which he is pretty dumb and um he just kept making like innuendos throughout it and I was like I feel like that's a little too much for your stupid boyfriend Yeah. And he says like when they're unloading the truck or whatever, like finding all of the All the stuff that, like, Curtis left to them in the will. Um, he was like, oh, you know, Curtis was really into, like, uh, stuff about the past and, like, things that happened before today. And Waverly was like, um, you mean history? And he was like, how can someone like you be so smart and so pretty? Or, like, how can someone as pretty as you be so smart? And Waverly was like, because they're not mutually exclusive. And I was like, drag him, babe! Drag him. And then he turned it into, like, a... Remember the last time we were mutually exclusive and I was like, "Oh, go away." Yeah, and it just was, go away. <laughs> <sighs> so you could definitely see like throughout the episode like Waverly just getting more and more and more fed up until finally she was like, "Yeah, we're done." Like distancing yeah. herself mentally at least. Yeah, she was like, "I need someone who's going to like be invested in things that I'm invested in and like care about things besides having sex, you know." Yeah. And um, that's all Champ's priority was. That and, like, cattle roping or whatever it is that he does. Cowboying. Yeah. <laughs> but that was also the scene where Winona got her motorcycle. <gasps> yes. And that was just fantastic. It was so cute. And I would have probably reacted the same way, except I had a family member this year die from a motorcycle accident. Oh. But, like, ever since I was five, I've been in love with motorcycles, but now I just have conflicting feelings about it. Didn't mean to just, like, bring this huge downer <laughs> on the podcast, but it was just like, eh, motorcycle, it's so cool, but then there's, like, this, oh, this person's dead now because of them. And I was like, oh, it's so pretty, though. <laughs> So pretty though. Wynona climbs up on the motorcycle and she like starts purring. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) I wrote down Wynona plus bike equals forever with a heart. It should be in a tree. (gasps) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Carved it into a tree somewhere. (laughs) Someone finds it and they're like, Winona and does that say Mike? And little (laughs) do they know, it says bike. Yep, yep. And then and then Doc finds her on the bike and he's like, Well, that's the most fitting saddle for cowgirl if I've ever seen one, or something like that. And I was just like, Oh, Doc, look at you. Yeah, I wrote down Doc's struggles in the romance department, shaking my head. Well, he also admitted to it when they were. Yeah, he was like, talking. I'm not good at talking to girls. And Nona was like, What? No, there's no we. And she does her like defensive, like, you can tell she, by the way she described their um romantic encounter to waverly she's like super into it but she like starts putting up all these walls like what Mm -hmm. no we're not a we what and he just like is like oh uh yeah like totally and it's like ah you both like each other stop it (laughs) (laughs) like no open communication is the key to any healthy relationship preach it yes preach it i know this because i'm an adult who sees a therapist? <laughs> <laughs> um, Which is something that Winona needs. Yeah. But Once talk- again, bring yep. up the topic of black badge therapy, but we don't need to go into that all we, over we again. We should actually tweet about it this time because I forgot, if I'm being honest. But I also went on vacation. That's so true. So beach vibes every day. Ah, Nice. Yeah. I would say that you look tanner, but it. Was- it is a lie. <laughs> I put on so much sunscreen. I figured that you did. Yeah. That's good, because you're very a very pale individual. Oh, I burned. I did get burned, but it's like where I miss putting on sunscreen, so it's like this little patch right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um... Stone Witch is so spooky. Dolls needs drugs. These are things I have no. written down. Oh, cannibal cannibalism episode yay yeah it was uh oh should we at least dive into the history of cannibalism sure why not oh man it was something they talk like a little bit about it or like their personal like the Tate family's like personal Uh issues or whatever how like they had to survive yeah eating people yeah because they would eat their, what was it? They would eat their hotel guests. Because mm-hmm. they ran, like, a diner hotel mm-hmm. thing. And mm. in, in the wintertime, whenever, like, it was, like, really bad blizzards and all the crops would be dying or whatever. And they ran out of food. They would eat their hotel guests. And that's so gross. And, like, the mom got, like, a taste for it. <coughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. All right. So, what are some fun history facts about it? Well, uh, let me get my thinking cap off here because my head was itching. Um, oh man, Tara, you're going to be so grossed out by this. Oh, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. (laughs) I haven't eaten anything since lunch, so I'm all good. So, it was actually kind of a semi-common thing, like, to survive. Seriously? Like, so I I was reading about Alfred Packer and this homeboy wrote a book about Alfred Packer and it's called Man Eater. And I basically read an interview with the author and like got a little bit of history about it. I didn't read the whole book because that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Too much. It was too much. And so he said, well, it was kind of a sort of common thing when you need to survive. It's not like, oh, every winter let's go hunting for humans. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) like, it wasn't as on, like, the Donner Party was famous for it, you know. You know the Donner Party, right? Donner dinner. No. You don't know about the Donner Party? No. I think Doll said something about it in the episode. Right, 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 because it's a famous cannibalism thing that happened. Yeah, no. Believe it or not, Sam, I do not... (gasps) pay attention to things about this sort. I never even watched that Hannibal Lecter <laughs> show with um Hugh Dancy in it. Nope, I didn't and I it love Hugh Dancy a lot. <laughs> oh man. Okay. And I did not watch the show because Mads Mikkelsen was way too creepy for me as Hannibal Lecter. Right, and so... the whole topic. I was like, "Nope, going to stay away from that." So, we're going to dive into the Donner <laughs> party because like this is taught in every history book. I like every class that I've had in High school, through college of history, brought up the Donner Party at one point. Yeah, I've never heard about it. Let's see, oh my gosh! Oh, all right, today's the day to learn some <laughs> gross new facts, huh? This is like common knowledge. Um, maybe I don't want it to be common knowledge. Okay. Well, you're about to learn this gross new fact. <laughs> Great. So, the Donner Party is this huge group of um people basically moving west to gold mine mine gold yeah Um, they were gold diggers yeah they were gold diggers and (laughs) (laughs) a part of the gold rush and so these these two guys their brothers their names is jacob and george donner lead the party west and it's about like 80 to 90 people roughly who follow them and george reads that in this little trail book oh you know there's a shortcut let's go through this one path well they end up getting like snowed in for five months oh jeez. yeah <laughs> i know where this is going <laughs> <laughs> and it's like so they end up getting snowed in for five months it was literally one of those things where it was like oh an axle broke we need to stop for the night and fix it oh, no, there's five feet of snow in this pass, which actually, like, instead of it being a shortcut, added, like, an extra week on. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So he read wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So he made one tiny fatal mistake. Basically. And so uh, he didn't take, like, the whole party from what it sounded like. It was like, well, let's just, I'm going to go see if this works. You guys can follow me type of thing. And so, like, this group followed him. And so they they uh they were stuck for five months, and like the snow drifts became sixty feet deep. Oh geez. So they were like really stuck, and um they ran out of food in three weeks, and they ate their horses, and they ate like their their farm animals and everything that they were bringing with them to like you know build. Why a farm would they off not of. eat the farm animals before they ate the horses? I don't I don't remember that exact order, but it was basically animals first okay sure sorry <laughs> and then they were out of animals so they, they ate like um charred bone and twigs and plants and then they were really really hungry and i think i've read and heard some stories where it was like people who had just gotten sick and died they ended up eating those people first they didn't like just start committing murder and eating people but when they had to, like, finally eat the humans, they they would uh, label them so that your family wouldn't eat your, your own family, basically. And then, by the end of it all, four search parties went out looking for them. Because, you know, these people have been missing for months. And they found some survivors. And then they found George Donner with uh, his head split open. So, yeah. And you learned about this in school? Yeah. In school? Yeah. The American education system is broken. (laughs) But uh, it was after that whole thing happened, it was labeled as Donner Pass. It was over in the Sierra Nevada mountain range area. Please don't tell me people hike it for fun. No, it's now a road that millions of people drive down all the time. (laughs) It's called Lincoln Highway, or I think it's Highway 30. I wasn't paying attention when they told me that. Is it marked? Uh, As Donner Pass? Probably. Uh Uh-huh, that's terrifying. Remind me to never go to any of those states that you just mentioned. I think it's in Utah or Nevada. Okay, remind me to never go there, ever. See, my curious mind wants to go down there and just drive through. You're a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) It's a part of history, though. <sighs> Gross. <laughs> it is. He made one fatal mistake. <laughs> Literally strained people for uh, months. Sounds terrible. Yeah. That's like the plot to a really, really bad horror movie. I'm surprised you've never heard of that. I think your mind just kind of blocked it out. Like I'm No, sure. I know for a fact, like, I've never, I would remember something like this. Like, I would try to forget it, but I would be forced to remember something like this. Well, do you, like, it would haunt my nightmares. Do you want to learn about the two serial killers I learned about, too? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Fun facts. I watch Criminal Minds, so I can handle serial killers who eat people.
1: So, Bones.
0: Uh, I watched a lot of Bones, Bones when was I was, good. like, 12. <laughs> yeah, Bones is good. <laughs> Emotionally scarred me for life. Um, so, there was Alfred Packer, who I mentioned earlier. And he became, like, a sort of folk hero in the end? A hero? Well, loosely, you like, you know how Jesse James and all the, like, really bad western guys are kind of idolized? Oh, yeah. But this is out in Colorado, those weird midwestern people Mm. which i'm now part of apparently um (laughs) a fangirl to cannibalistic (laughs) serial killers um the jesse james movie with brad pitt is good though i've never watched it i've been tempted to watch the white earth movie but i just i know i'm gonna sit there and be like wrong wrong (laughs) (laughs) but um what's his name ice man from top gun plays doc holliday so, Val Kilmer. Val yeah. Kilmer is in it. Um, so I feel like that would be interesting in itself. Just yeah. to see another take on Doc Holiday. Well, I saw the, the weird Doc Holiday uh, documentary where, you know, they were talking heads with Doc Holiday. So, you know, it, it can't get weirder than that, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but Alfred Packer ended up leading five prospectors up to a mountain with him and killed them and then ate them and he was also like when he was arrested and stuff people were like well he's just a human ghoul (laughs) and you know stuff like that but he was tokyo ghoul before it was cool and in the (laughs) old west (laughs) but then there was Boone helm who was known as the Kentucky Cannibal. Oh, that's closer to us. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he was married to a seventeen-year-old. <gasps> I mean, people got married to like thirteen-year-olds. Still. Back in the day. Still. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it's gross. It's wrong and wrong. It's wrong. This is a terrible episode. <laughs> I know. It, this is a very gross episode. Um. I'm learning all sorts of things. But he was an abusive drunk towards her. Aww. And then she filed for a divorce. Good for her. And then his dad paid for the divorce to validate it. And he basically bankrupt his family. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so he was, After, like, all that happened, he was like, well, I'm gonna go join the gold rush in California. And then he convinced one of his cousins to come along. And then his cousin, like, tried to back out way in advance or whatever so he just stabbed his cousin and killed (laughs) Jeez, (laughs) and it escalated like it went from like oh I don't want to go to stabby stab you're dead and I was like oh this this escalated so quickly real zero to a (laughs) hundred yeah real fast (laughs) and so his cousin's brother uh and a bunch of friends went and found Helm as he was on his way to California and uh Arrested him, and he was actually put into a mental asylum, and then he convinced one of the guards to let him go on walks in the woods. Oh, no. And then he got out by doing this after mm. a while. He was a super loopy dude. Like way... Or a genius, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. Like, way criminal minds level, though. Like, yeah. I didn't expect this from, like, you know, eighteen <laughs> You thought people in the, in the West were stupid. Like, oh, they're not smart enough to pull off a... Oh, I'm just gonna take walks. Okay, and then come back. Oh, I'm just gonna take walks. And then come back. Oh, I'm gonna take walks. Joke's on you, suckers. (laughs) I'm outta here. (laughs) Um, basically... Very sneaky. Basically, what happened Um, and then he went back to California, or tried to, and was killing people on his way. He's a straight-up serial killer, like... And then he, like, um. He had a premeditated murder, like, through his killings on the way to wherever he was going in in California, and he was arrested, but he got out of that arrest. Like, he went on the run to get out of the arrest. And so he met these six people and then bragged about eating some of his victims. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. It was, I've eaten all of, or most of these people that I've murdered. So he's at least taken a bite out of someone that he killed. Ew. Yeah, it's real gross. Nasty. But then these guys were like, you know what, he's cool, we'll keep hanging with him. <laughs> okay, see, those people, those people are stupid. And so they were like their own little gang and everything. I've killed 20 people and I've eaten all of them. <laughs> you seem like a cool dude let's go hang out (laughs) want to go to the pub want to get a drink let's all go get a drink what could go wrong well i mean after someone admits that to you what do you say um that's nice i'll catch you on the flip side (laughs) later (laughs) but then exit the conversation (laughs) gracefully (laughs) then though he would shoot you because he knows that you know that you he killed someone okay, you have a point. <laughs> I still wouldn't want to hang with him. I'd, 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 I'd never, website, bro. I'd never approach him in the first place. I'd be like, all right, well, that's nice. No, I'd turn it around and I'd be like, well, you know what? I've killed four people, which is a lie. And then hopefully in exchange for keeping my secret, I'll keep his secret, even though my secret is fake. And then we'll go about our ways. Oh, okay. Well, he's dead now. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about it. This is a hypothetical situation, (laughs) Sam. You asked me what I would do as opposed to the stupid people. So. Well, they were all, like, causing trouble and everything, but then they all got attacked by some, uh, Native Americans. And so, um, they all were, like, forced into the woods and then slowly like, got stuck in the snow. And you know what happens to people in the West who get stuck in the (laughs) snow now. (laughs) I do now. And, so, yeah, they ate their horses, and then people started dying, and then there was some eating, and then it was just Boone and some guy named Burton. <laughs> and Burton was uh, too sick to keep going. <laughs> so Boone handed him a gun and was like, well, I'm going to keep going you you do you bro and then he shot himself and then boon ate his legs (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i shouldn't be laughing that's terrible and disgusting (laughs) finding i've just reached my threshold and now it's just all gonna be funny (laughs) I broke Tara. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was like, He ate uh, his legs. <laughs> it gets better, Tara. It gets better. He's like, I'll eat this one now and wrap this one up and eat it later. <laughs> oh, God. I did break Tara. Oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> His story's not over, though, Tara. Oh, God, what (laughs) happened next? (laughs) So, he found out he was wanted for murder in San Francisco. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) How unexpected. (laughs) After he uh, befriended some rancher and then killed him. And so he, like, was on the run, again. (laughs) And, uh, robbing and killing people for a living in Oregon. And then he was... Arrested again for killing an uh, unarmed man while being super drunk, and then this time he got one of his 12, 12 people came out of this poor woman siblings. <laughs> 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 like ah, mm, I don't like thinking about that. But he got one of his one of his brothers to help him out, and his brother went and paid off all the witnesses. A huge amount of money so that they wouldn't be a part of the trial so he got out of that one this guy was a terrible person yep and then he was let go and he was killing more people on the frontier until he somehow ended up in montana where this vigilante justice group was like we're sick of this guy killing people (laughs) finally (laughs) and there was like Him and a couple of his bestest of friends. And while he was on trial or whatever, he accused his best friend of all the things that he was being murdered for. Right? Right? (laughs) What? Right? (sighs) Like, this is a solid, evil dude. (sighs) Evil dude. Please don't tell me that the friend went to jail. No, they all all ended up getting killed for their crimes because he was also a part of a okay murderer I mean bad guy I feel kind of bad for the friends but no <laughs> but he was very accepting of death I found that him <laughs> and then like Killer Muller were like well we're getting hanged let's do it <laughs> <laughs> not only do I have a murder wish I have a death wish <laughs> but yeah so that's that dude Oh, goodness. Yeah, I got a little creeped out typing up that one, too. It was killer color <gasps> all over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm I'm scared that there's going to be some supernatural thing, and it's just going to be like, all the murderers are going to pop out of my digital notes when they are like, ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh, yeah. If your hard drive ever came to life, it would be pretty scary. It'd be kind of interesting, though amount of weird creative stuff i have on there <laughs> from school uh, but yeah that's my cannibalism in the old west history oh my goodness that makes these people look like <laughs> saints i mean except for mama I don't know, like, it makes her, maybe not like a saint, but she definitely is not as bad as that boon guy. No, he killed a lot of people. Like, I don't even have a death count like Killer Miller, because it was just like, oh yeah, he killed some people over here, there was a <laughs> he, sprinkling over there. He killed people in this state, and in this state, and in this state, and in this state, yep. and he stabbed someone in that state, and he ate five people over here, and it was just a tour of the country. Yep. Just a stabby stab, shooty shoot, eaty eat, all around time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <sighs> oh man. I don't even think I have the strength to return to the episode. I'm just so, uh. Um, but I mean, so the tickets only ate 20 people after coming back to life. So, I feel like in comparison, they aren't as bad, like you said. Oh, yeah, definitely not. I don't think they're as bad. Especially Hetty. Hetty? Hetty? I think it's heady. Heady? Or I Hetty. Hetty? Like... Hetty? I don't know. Her name is spelled the, in the captions on the TV, because I watch everything with captions. Same. It's H-E-T-T-Y. Right. So, But I think because they're supposed to be like, because they're country, mm-hmm. you know, they pronounce it like a D. like Hetty. Yeah, Hetty. Yeah, I know that feeling. Um. Same. I felt, well, no, not really. At first, I felt kind of bad for her, but then I was like, honestly, though, I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> After, well, like, I felt bad for her, which I think is, is a part of the writing. And, like, good job writing Emily, because, you know. Yes, we cannot sing you enough praises. Yeah. Um. But then, like, she she kept feeding her mom out of, like, sympathy or whatever. And then, like, they, they said that her brother made sure that they, they weren't in pain whenever she ate people. Which I kind of thought was kind of nice in a sick, murdery way. Yeah. I was like, you're gonna be eaten, but at least... You no longer have to feel it. Yeah, <laughs> like that's something, I guess. Um, uh, and then I also have how waves becomes like married to the skull. Oh yeah, I thought that's that like that a was big thing. Um, I thought that that was cool. Um, and the poor blacksmith, she was like, oh gosh, I didn't know whose son it was because it's the stone witch's yeah son's miss like that's the only thing she's missing, I think. Is his head. The head for the one kid. Mm -hmm. Um and the blacksmith was like, Oh no, now she's gonna come after me and so in is it it's either the next episode or the one after that. We get a nice little showdown between the Stone Witch and the blacksmith which is cool, but then also sad. (laughs) So sad (laughs) and so so it's it's not you're just like, Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, after she, she said the keeper of the bones and the stone witch's son, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. <laughs> dun dun dun. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was funny when um when Waverly showed up at the blacksmith's mm-hmm. thing and she was like, can't you read? says keep out! And Waverly's like, oh no, I need your help. And the blacksmith is like, what? You think eight dollar wine is gonna like? You think that's gonna fix anything? And Waverly was like, oh god, no, this is for me. <laughs> Um, I was like, same. Also, Waves Can Sink, which I was like, D- really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Already she was a 10 out of 10. Now you're like an 11 out of 10. It's just not fair. Right? Not fair. She sang Pop Goes the Weasel, and she made it sound great. So pretty. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Um and then I like the scene where um Winona goes down and uh like Dolls has been bitten and so it's like oh you're tainted meat or whatever and it's like oh revealing something sort of here's a peek into the book yeah um but then Winona's like I'm about to do something sexy as hell or whatever yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) she's like oh no um Hetty says. Like, everyone's right about you. You are a bitch. And then Winona's like, but a bitch with some sexy moves. <laughs> and then she, like, jumps. Drops into this little cellar and everything. It was so cool. Yes. I love that whole scene. Yes. Very nice. And then when Hetty's like, she got handcuffed to the door, and then she takes the door with her. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then... Oh, I wrote, I was like, did you see that jump? Dang. (laughs) And they also do a cool, I don't think, like, it's an entire 360 Mm -hmm. shot, but they do kind of a cool little, like, spin around with the camera. Yeah. So it's like, bam. Like, the little superhero thing, like how in the Avengers they had, like, the 360 that went around all of them. It's kind of like that. I was like, noise. 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 Show off. And then I have, like, oh, poor dolls, this is a struggle episode for him. It really is. He's, like, going through withdrawals right now. Totally. And then they have, like, the exchange at the end. And I'm like, ooh, the mysterious drug exchange. What are the drugs? Will dolls be okay? Questions that never get answered. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> yeah. And it's then a I fact. Have, ugh, that bike bike, it's so pretty, Tara. See, I don't know enough about motorcycles to say, but I will agree with you. It's such a pretty bike. <laughs> and then she was sitting on the bike, and I was like, all of this is just pretty. It's all pretty. <laughs> it's very nice. And then Doc shows up again. Yes, and they have their tension. The tension! But then they, like, she awkwardly, like, just ends this friends with benefits relationship that they were slowly setting up. Yeah! And I was like, well, good, good for you, Wynona, for not using sex as a, a way of coping with life. <laughs> as a coping mechanism? Yeah. Um, which, you know, kind of all goes out the window after she kills the last of the seven. But that's a little bit of a spoiler. That is a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, I've said spoiler a couple times already, so I feel like, I feel like they know. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, okay, it is called Research and Rewatch. We've already seen it. Yes. Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> too, too, too many times. But that's all I have Yeah, that's, this Yeah, that's it. It's a good setup. It's a good setup for dolls. hmm For, like, future stuff. One complaint is Nicole's not in it. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Yes. My constant complaint. She'll land three episodes. Which is so sad. Like, I swear, I remember her being in more. But I guess it's just because I wanted her to be there. So in my imagination, she was there. I don't know. But she'll be back. At some point. Because Waverly and Champ have broken up. So now this is Nicole's time. It's her time to shine. Time (laughs) to swoop in. Get the girl. I do remember, I think it's the, the next episode or the episode after. She's, like, technically in three or was signed on for three, but ends up being in a couple more than that, I feel like. I don't know. She mentioned it in an interview one time. Um, because we, as a fan base, like, latched onto her like, this one, the redhead, we want to keep her. <laughs> She's <laughs> ours. <laughs> Not going anywhere. <laughs> you can't take her away from us. <laughs> Um, that has to be weird as like an actor to like be attached by thousands, yes, and of a lot people. of people get like way too into it. That's true. Like way too into it. Like this is a little bit of a sidebar, but like you know, whenever they killed Lexa off the One Hundred, mm-hmm. like a, however many seasons ago it was, like three, um, like. I was upset about it, sure, and I did stop watching the show, because I was like, this is ridiculous, also, I didn't like what they were doing with Bellamy's character, it felt like they, like, retreated, and, like, he lost all of his character development, that made me really angry, because he's my favorite, um, but then they killed Lexa, and I was like, you know what, that's the final straw, and I quit watching, and then, but, like, a lot of people were, like, so upset about it, and, like, I'm like, I get it, because, like, that's a representation of you that you see on the screen, and it like feels really bad, and it's really sad. But like, also, it's just a TV show, well, you know. And I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Like, I think people have like a right to be like upset when stuff like that happens, especially if it's like out of the blue and like it just comes across as very like like pointless? I don't I, like yeah that like was, I don't want to was... say like homophobic, but like that kind of like yeah it was a that kind of vain kill. In my... Like, it was poorly... Alright, we'll join in on the sidebar real quick. (laughs) Um, uh, because I have a lot of words about this. So I watched it. Like, I I caught on to it, again, because of the the ship. Um, god, all the ships I jump on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, so I was watching it live, basically, at that point. Yeah. Which I don't do often. Um, and, like... I get what you're saying, but it's also, like, a very common trope yeah. to kill the queer characters. Yeah, like in Buffy. Like in Buffy. That oh. made me mad. The first time I watched Buffy all the way through. Oh, man. And Tara died. I was like, what? Because, like, we have the same <laughs> name, so, like, literally I felt like it was a representation of me on the screen. And I was like, this is the worst day of my life. And it was, like, pointless. And, like, with Lexa, it was, like, completely like unnecessary i think like contract wise though she ended up joining on the fear of walking dead so she had to like basically pick priorities yeah um but i mean like Lexicon, which i sent you the thing from mm-hmm. from of um chat chis- chisler is that her name i don't know how to say it it's like c h y s l e r isn't it yeah chis chisler i don't know i don't know either Alex Danvers. Alex Danvers. <laughs> of her, like, f- I think she was talking about fighting for the, the, the Sanvers, Danvers ship. Maggie and Alex ship. Which uh, was very nice of her. But that whole con was started because of her, uh, the, the Lexa death. Mm-hmm. And, like, protests. Which I think is cool, but also a bit much. Like, It's important. And, like, representation in media is important. And, like, don't kill your gays. And, like, all that stuff. But then, I don't know. There are just people I see that are just filled with, like, so, like, on the internet and stuff. People that are filled with, like, so much, like, anger and hatred about it. And I'm, like, oh. Like, it makes me kind of sad. Because I'm, like, adding just more hate to the mix is, like... In my opinion, it's not, like, a solution. It's not the answer. Um, and so, like, people just get, like, so crazy invested in their shows, and, like, that's great that you have something that you love, but, like, also, like, experience your life and, like, have things that give you fulfillment that aren't, like, media-based, because the media is always going to let you down. I mean, that's true. And <laughs> like, I... TV writers are great, but, like, also they're kind of sucky, you know? How many shows had terrible endings? Yeah, I'm talking about you, how I met your mother. Yeah, I'm talking about you. (laughs) Call them all out. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, like, it's just, I think it's kind of dangerous to get, like, super, super closely attached and invested to things. And then, because, like, when it inevitably lets you down, it's going to be, like, tragic. Mm -hmm. Or, like, it's not going to get the respect that it deserves. Brooklyn (laughs) Nine-Nine. I mean, so, when I... watched it at least the 100 going back to that mm-hmm. i mean i got the connection and it was one of those it was one of those shows where i was looking for queer content just to feel uh, i hate the phrase valid because that's all uh one of our friends from target mm. says all the time now and so i'm just like ah triggered but like to feel valid or normal about being Queer and gay and stuff. So like I, I get the like obsession about it. Like I know I'm a dumpster fire of obsession over Winona herb. <laughs> but it's I so also, good. <laughs> it's so good. But I also don't ship. The two actresses together. Yeah, that I think gets weird too when, like, people who ship real people together. I'm like, that's like a human person with human feelings, you know? Like, a, a A character is not real. A breaking reality that you need to keep. Yeah. But, like, I, it's, I, I, and I'm super appreciative of all these people who, even if they aren't queer, but are portraying queer people in media, are at least, like, trying now. As it feels like after the Lexa thing happened, like if you notice in CW, it went from like no queer characters to the, almost every superhero show had a queer character in it. Yeah, which is really awesome, which is great. And the, I they like heard it. everybody's feedback and they were like, okay, like we need we should make a change. There's so a here change. have all of the gays. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny because it was like, oh, there's a lot of gay people watching this. There were a lot of gay people watching us. <laughs> we lost a lot of viewers after oh, that no. happened. Oh no! Well, let's just pull them in with this. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I I get connecting to stuff, but also there's a level, you know? Yeah. There's a balance between overly obsessed. Like I I know I obsess over shows. And then there's, there's, I'm not going to go down and stalk them in Calgary or anything, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, or even when they were at Dragon Con, I ended up waiting in line for only Melanie. Because everyone else was, one, like, super expensive to, like, get a picture with or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that money. But also, I was like, well, I mean, they're cool and all, and I'd like to meet them. But I also, like, don't want to drag my friends around dragon con meeting these people you know yeah and they had three panels and i didn't go to all three i was like i'll pick one and go to it you know it's, yeah it's whatever but that's me and i don't know i get the obsession because it's, it's a connection that makes you feel normal or at least me yeah but it's also it's gotten a lot better since all those years ago yeah It's really, I don't know, I had a, like, I had a chat with my therapist about it, like, about how, like, I've sort of, like, always known that I was, like, interested in girls, but, like, for a really long time, it was, like, super, super, super suppressed, because when I first started exploring, like, queer content and stuff, it was stuff where, like gay people would die at the end, like Brokeback Mountain, or, like, you know, so they, like, somebody died of, like, AIDS, or somebody, like, got shot, or, like, somebody, um, or, like, they didn't end up together, or whatever, so, like, and, like, watching all of that just sort of, like, reinforced subconsciously, like, it's not okay to be gay because you're not going to be happy. Or live. <laughs> yeah, or get to live, um, and so, like, and I talked with my therapist about it, and she was, like, oh my gosh, like, I never even thought of it like that. And I was like, yeah, so it's, like, really depressing. And so I was telling her about, like, we it started, we were talking about Love, Simon, and, like, I was talking about, like, how I cried when I saw it, because I was like, it's just so, and they get to be happy at the end, and it's for teenagers, and I wish I had had something like that when I was a teenager, and, Oh, my um, gosh, I get so jealous of teens nowadays. Oh, I'm gay. I didn't know that back then. I was repressing it. (laughs) Right? How did you know? (laughs) I didn't realize until I was, like, 19 years old, and here you are at 14, you're so open and happy to be yourself, and, like, I'm so proud. Like, it makes me happy. It does. It makes know. me happy. I'm glad that stuff like this exists. Stuff like Nona Earp. Where they live and they're happy happy together. Yeah. So it's great. And I think we went off on a long tangent. But I, it was a happy tangent, I it think. Did. It was a tangent that people should hear. I mean, it is also, like, a really bad part about queer content. Especially, like, woman on women. I talked about this a little bit last episode, but, like, women in women relationships, no matter if you're queer, lesbian, bi, whatever, um, almost any, like, indie movie I've seen, or, like, short I've watched on YouTube or something, almost always is, like, the Reverend's wife in this one mysterious artistic woman, or, like, the stepsister, like, it goes into this weird kink world, I feel like, Mm. like, the stepsister and the sister, and I, and then, like, in the end, they, like, hook up for a minute, and then they're like, we can't have this, and it's, like, it's still not that happiness. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more of, like, the relationship itself is, like, an object for someone else's, like, sexual gratification uh than the two people actually getting to be, like, real people being happy in a romantic relationship together. Hmm. which is why i enjoy the l word but it's just so dramatic there's a lot of drama mm-hmm. i like queer as folk personally that's but good that's my go-to queer show and uh queer eye for the straight guy i think i've plugged that on here before yeah we went um, on a tangent last <laughs> time <laughs> but uh, but um it's great <laughs> yeah it is we should probably end the episode before we go further down this tangent hole yes we should but this was a good tangent. I think it I was enjoyed a good tangent. This tangent. It was fun, and it sort of ties in. I mean, it does yeah. to the show at least, because the show I feel like is a very queer. Yeah, we talk audience. about we talk about being gay a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. But like, Why Not has a huge gay audience. Yeah, um, for real. Then there's us. <laughs> and then there's us. <laughs> our audience is mostly our family and friends. Yes. Hi, everybody. Yes, people we know. Sorry if it gets too real sometimes, people, we know. Yep. Gotta speak our mind. Yep. But, uh, we are on iTunes? iTunes. We are on SoundCloud? SoundCloud. We are hopefully on Google Play. I've been having issues with it recently. Stupid Google Play. We will <laughs> hopefully. By the time I get paid and we do the whole money thing for our host, be on Spotify. Woohoo! Woohoo! We actually need you, Spotify. I'm sorry <laughs> about what we've said before. <laughs> <laughs> right? Take back. Take back everything I said. Um, we are Research Rewatch on Twitter. Or r and cast, Or maybe hashtag SometimesWeGetDonuts. That would be a great hashtag. Hashtag team. Sometimes we get donuts. Yeah, that would be our current hashtag is research rewatch. It's no, that's our right? our our tag, our name. Oh, the hashtag is R and R Oh, that's I got a them, lot to write. I got them backwards. But I I like team. Sometimes we get donuts. It's good. It is good. Um. Oh, Nina's home. Um. I'm, oh, it's good thing a, we're good thing we're ending. Yeah. Um. I'm It's a Real Ginger on the Twitters. I'm Terrible Nerd. My name, T-A-R-A. Terrible. Punny. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, I Yeah, think. thanks for listening. Thanks. And keep your eyes out for Episode 7. Oh, rate us on iTunes. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, give us five stars because you love us, people Please. we know. <laughs> yeah. I know you. I'll call you out. (laughs) (laughs) We know you all by name. Oh, yeah. All seven of you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.